Warning, the following episode contains spoilers for Red Dead Redemption 2. Please proceed with caution. As a reminder, Around the Campfire is intended for a mature audience. However, members of the Cameo Gang are not fit for human consumption. brand new episode of Around the Campfire. I'm Nicola and we're also joined by Jackie and Catherine. So how Yay. are you ladies doing? <laughs> I am awake. <laughs> That's actually our first ask me anything question. It, it's ask me anything Thursday. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh. Uh. Mean, meanwhile, everyone that's listening is going, who is this deep voiced freak? That's me. Batman? Hey, hey how's yeah. it going? How you doing? How you doing? Hey. How you doing? <laughs> That's a <laughs> I, you know, everything's good. Just got over here chilling with my koala. Koala. <laughs> Sorry. You gotta love when the inside jokes become outside jokes, and but it's still inside jokes. I think that might be part of our charm. Um, we yeah. have charm. I think pretty charming, sort of, maybe. I don't know. About as charming as a bone spur, but hmm. bone spurs can be charming. Good <coughs> 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 <Ooh>, die. Uh, <laughs> I can see the headline now: deep-voiced freak on around the campfire dies while recording. Good luck getting <laughs> that recording. Views. <laughs> <laughs> that was morbid. I do apologize. Wow! Wow! Now, now Damn. I see. Now I see exactly how important I am. Friendship revoked. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, welcome everyone to Around the Campfire. This is our sixth episode. Um, last week it was supposed to air on Thursday, but we are recording it today because. This week is a new week, and it's given us some time, just a little bit of a break. So, we're doing our Ask Me Anything, so we're reading your questions, and we're answering them, which is exciting, because we got all of these last week and the week before, and we're like, wow, so many questions. We were expecting maybe like two or three, and most of them are just like, why do you? Why do you? Why are you? the way you are and we're just like i don't know and then our episode ends it's like five minutes that was it you're but, welcome <laughs> ask well, us anything why are you the way that you are uh, well it all started when i was born the end <laughs> so we we got a bunch of questions that we're going to answer some of these are two-parters some of them are just one and before we do that we just want to say uh awesome amazing work for sharing and spreading the news and the word for for mick and uh ifa's i said it right yeah <laughs> yay <laughs> for making uh for ifa williams's work um we are so excited i saw it on saturday that it was fully funded, completely and totally fully funded uh, with, with some. It was like a 
over a thousand dollars more and I was like that is awesome because now that means that you know we get to watch it and we get to see it and I'm really excited to watch it I'm so happy that it got funded story gets to be told exactly and that was a story that needed to be told and like I'm, I'm genuinely so excited and it's like we did that like and all of you all of us together we did that yep we spread all the news and the word and you guys put it out i don't know if you're just like these weird people over on around the campfire are like yo look at this they're like it sounds great i guess (laughs) we're just really happy that you guys are you guys uh dealt with us while we were like go do it fund it do the thing why my pretties fly (laughs) fund it you know in the background um and something else that i'd like to say uh to cornell for just dude lady them them the i don't know you cornell (laughs) is doing like amazing like little things for us he made they made a like a trailer Thor asked me anything that we were going to do last week and they like did um, you know like pictures and stuff like that with our faces and like and like animals and everything and it was so great we shared it we're probably going to share it again we have fan art and I'm so awesome it's you know, like... <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to interrupt <clears throat> but you know I was I was thinking about this the other day and I wanted I wanted to bring it up but I hadn't had a chance yet. Um, like, I don't know about you guys. I can only I can only speak for myself when I say this. But it's like sometimes it gets almost discouraging, like watching numbers and things like that. And then it's like you get to a point where it's like, what what do you, what even is the point? Like, you know. But then like you sign on Twitter and you see that, and it's just like that's the point that's Mm -hmm. why we're doing this like it's not the quantity of an audience like the numbers really don't matter like we're doing this for fun and people are enjoying it to the point of giving us fan art like that's awesome sorry my mic fell out the way but yes (laughs) (laughs) another blooper how about that (laughs) <laughs> but this one is on maybe are you gonna cut it out she's mm-hmm. gonna but um, yeah it's it's really amazing just what he's been what they've been doing i don't i still don't know if you know but um it's just really awesome like to to log in and to see it and they're just so excited just to share it and then everything else that they do uh in terms of like uh their own fan art creations and things like that is just really awesome and really cool. Yeah. And then like, what's really cool is um, because we all have access to the around the campfire um, Twitter is one of us will jump on and post something and we go, ah, yes, that's big Catherine energy. (laughs) And then next thing you know, all of our phones are just blowing up with notifications. It's like, out of context retweeted this 
Usman liked this. Usman retweeted this. And it's like, well, of course he did because Usman is MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an MVP after Cronell and uh, Mick. <laughs> and hey, don't like we can't we can't forget Hannah. See you mm-hmm. out there, Hannah. And then we've also got we also got the Janie. The Janie yeah. is awesome. She she's one of our big supporters over on Facebook. So shout out to Janie. We see you. Even though I'm still mad at you because you wrecked my dad's truck, and I haven't forgotten that, and I won't forget it until the day that I die. <laughs> Yes, um, but there's something else that I do want to say is uh, thank you everybody for being understanding and being um, so kind and so sweet um, when we took a break last week and the, the reason for why we took a break. I feel bad because I was like, I know you guys are all excited, but then this happened, but then I was just like, I shouldn't feel bad because... This is one um, 100% unexpected, but um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. You guys are amazing, and while I took a break, I did see all the things that you guys have posted um, on my statuses, and I just want to say thank you to everybody um, for just being so nice. You know, like you don't you don't really know us all that well, um, especially you know know me all that well but like uh just uh, just to have so much outpouring of support and um you know just just love to to have that is it's really it's really uh inspiring um because it's it's been a crappy week to be mm-hmm. honest it's been a crappy week and a few days um but you guys have, you know, every time that I log on and I see something from you, um, everybody is just, it brightens my day. So thank you so much. And I'm glad to be back on the episode, despite me urging Nicola and Jackie to just do it. They're like, no, we're not going to imitate you because we can't, honestly. (laughs) I tried. I tried. No, yeah, she... um she was like yeah just go ahead and just go ahead and everything will be fine and it's like uh, tuesday came because we usually record on tuesdays tuesday came and i got stuck in this weird anxiety loop so i was like can we just can we just record on wednesday instead and nicola's like yeah sure so then wednesday comes along and it's like so are you sure are you you sure you you don't want to do this with us Are you sure She's like, yeah, go ahead and go. And then I messaged Nicola and I was like, I don't feel right doing this without her. And she's like, yeah, me either. And I'm like, cool. So we're in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I was still, I was still in my, in, in my sort of grieving period. And in a way I still am, but it's less. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I'm just taking it day by day and, just trying to deal with stuff um and as it comes because uh you know it's just it's just <laughs> yeah, well, a, in personal hey. experience it's a process you can't really anticipate and you can't rush it no. it's just it's its own creature and you know it comes in many forms and it comes in different you know yes yeah, it's an awkward thing 
to go through and just if you've confront if you've been confronted with it then you know essentially you know what I'm talking about but you know it's it's its own error mystery that's what I'm trying to say well and it's it's like in the um yeah that makes sense in the um in the article that I wrote for the gamers which for those of you that didn't know I wrote an article for the gamers um I actually talked about grief and grief in video games specifically um and that's one of the things um that I mentioned is a lot of people think that funerals and visitations and all of that is the time to grieve but honestly those tend to happen so quickly that you don't you don't even know what exactly it is you're grieving yet like you don't know what it is you miss about a person until like like months even years later and it'll hit you like all of a sudden just like like perfect example the other day i was talking to somebody and i found out um that they liked racing they used to race along some people from nascar mm-hmm. and i was like oh man i need to call and ask dave and then i had to stop myself like it, it's little things like that that'll just catch you all of a sudden and it's like like grief grief is its own entity and you can't predict it you can't rush it you can't make it do anything it's just gonna happen Mm. yeah so that being said i'm really glad to be back i am here and also not here (laughs) mentally because i am just i am just so it's it's been it's been a rough few months really Mm -hmm. honestly if i'm being honest so actually we just answered um cronell's question which was the first one which was how are we doing today um okay that's how i'm doing i'm doing okay yeah i I think i don't know i haven't been awake long enough to be able to fully 100 percent answer that one but i think i think i'm okay Nicola, how are you? Pretty much the same. Just same old, same old with me, so. Yeah. So, I guess, Cornell, to answer your question, we're all doing okay. Between, eh, they're good and okay. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Um, Our second question, to jump back into our ask me anything before we spiral down into a rabbit hole <laughs> this is from Usman who asked us what was your favorite missions um, in RDR2 and what did you name your horse that's a two part question so let's answer the first part so, I'm so excited about this one because I can finally tell my stupid horse story <laughs> yes <laughs> so Nicola what was your favorite mission in RDR2 Ooh, I have quite quite a few it's hard to pinpoint one um you've got like the you know the obvious ones like battle of braithwaite manor um obviously quiet time how could you not love that one right um but i want to give a little special mention to like the little side missions yeah i think my personal favorite out of the side missions is the veteran i just love like the interactions with hamish and buell and also, the the side missions with Albert Mason, because again, it's just like this really wholesome little mission that's mm-hmm. you know, it's got such a different tone as compared to like you know the rest of the story, which in the later half of the game gets really 
sad and quite dark. Mm-hmm. And another side mission I would have to give a special mention to because it gave gave us that really, in my opinion, the best scene in the game. However, you can miss it if you don't do the side mission, and that's the quest with Sister Calderon. Mm-hmm. If you don't complete that side mission, you don't get that one specific scene where Arthur meets her again for the last time at the train station at Emerald Station. And, oh, just big shout out to the performances. I mean, Roger's performance, I think that's what sold him the the award for best performance at the Game Awards mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. ouch, that hurt. Yeah. That whole scene hurt. That was like a cannonball to the gut. <laughs> and it made me think, it's like, right, okay, this game's definitely going to make me cry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> obviously, the other one about horses. Uh, I've had a few horses. Um, <laughs> quite a few. Um, one I've gotten online is called Philippa, or Phil, as I call her. <laughs> but um, my first horse was the horse you get at the Adler Ranch at the beginning, and he was a lovely boy, Hank, my boy Hank. I will never forget Hank. Hank was the first was the first horse, and I just can't look at that horse in the same mind without getting sad. Um, and in my second save, I've got. An Appaloosa, I actually nicked it from one of the poachers for that mission you do with Charles, with the bison hunters. Uh, I clocked the Appaloosa and I thought, hmm, I want that horse. That's a nice looking horse. And she was originally called Dahlia, which means from the valley, I guess. But then, you know, I changed the name because the name didn't really stick. And she is now called Rhiannon which means Great Queen, I think, in Welsh. Um, obviously, a little hark to, in my opinion, Arthur's Welsh heritage. Mm. Um, and it's a cool name. It's a badass name. <laughs> and in my third save, I've got a Wild Bay Mustang, which, if anybody follows me on social media, will know it's called Sundance. Now, that horse... He's spirited. He's still got that wild spirit, and um, he's he's a he's a good horse. Saying that, like he's a real bloody horse, but you know. <laughs> but I think, I think one thing that we can all agree on is Red Dead taught us just how much horse girl energy we've got. He made me lose a race, Sundance. Oh my he made me lose a race. I can't remember what I was doing. I was running about with Crazy Run, I think. You can't. Um, yeah. And a horse. You, you, you had the guy come up saying, hey, that's a fine horse. How about, how about a race? And I was thinking, yeah, okay. I haven't got anything particular to do. And I was so close near the finishing line. And then Sundance and his infinite wisdom decided to vault over a cliff, sending Arthur flying and the wolf pelt that I had on Sundance's back flying as well. So yeah, I've I've never really quite forgiven Sundance for that, but yeah, he, he's a good horse. He, he can tangle with a bear, so to speak. He stood against a grizzly bear, only to then, you know, 
kick me off after he got spit by a snake, which is weird. Thinking, really? But yeah, he's he's a good boy. <laughs> but Hank, Hank was my boy. Oh my, my boy. My poor, my poor boy, Hank. Nah. I was somebody was laughing at me because I I would nickname Hank. I mean, there's not that much you can nickname Hank, but I would shorten it to Hanky, mm-hmm. which sounds funny. It's like, come on, Hanky, come on, Hanky, no. But you know, <laughs> my God, I'm rambling. Okay, somebody else take over. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was waiting. I was waiting for you to tell the tell the part of like when you know the moment happens in chapter six, and you like just this really sad voice of my hanky. <laughs> that's exactly how it went. Were you there? That, that's why. That's why I was laughing because you when you told me that because we like we've had this conversation amongst each other, and. <laughs> When you told me that, like, for, like when we first met, like that still makes me laugh. Just the sound of anguish of my hanky. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember going into work the next day, and a colleague of mine at the time said, "So, did you finish your game?" "Yes." "So, how did it go?" "Arthur died." "Oh, spoiler!" <laughs> "Sorry, spoilers." "Like, oh, he, he died. He died. Spoilers." "Yeah, he, he, he died." "Um." Oh, so how did you take it? Badly. He killed my. He killed my horse mail. He killed him. He killed my hanky. Spoilers. Spoilers. Should have said a spoiler warning. Uh, I may go back and put that in editing. Don't worry. (laughs) It's gonna be Jackie going spoiler. (laughs) Okay, somebody else take over. <laughs> okay, Catherine, what is your favorite mission? Um. Oh God, I do have to agree that Albert Mason's missions are really great. I got to the last one where you take. Well, I wouldn't say it's the last one, but um, the last one in New Hanover, where you take a picture of the wild horses running across like the the little pond, the overflow pond over there. Um, so when I got to that mission, when I got to that part, it had just stopped raining, and so the sun was coming out, um, but it was also setting at the same time, so when I got, uh, I got this really, like, picturesque sort of, um, photo of, like, sun setting on sparkling water, um, with, like, brightly coated uh, colored horses because the the rain wet their fur so they were like glowing essentially in the sunlight and I was just like this game is for me <laughs> <laughs> um so Albert Mason oh god anything with Charles Chatney oh yeah oh, my god, yeah my boy Mr. Absurd Artist Mr. He Mr. is a old ass Mr. Sheet on the bar. You <laughs> shot on their bar? Mr. That Buddha said we're all here to fuck. Mr. Mr. Buddha says we're all here to fuck. <laughs> He's, he was 
the best missions um but this set of missions that i i just absolutely love doing them um because they're just so so ridiculous Mm -hmm. just amazingly ridiculous and i'm just like there's this true artist them he just did not care and i was just like I I don't want to be like Charles Chatonet. I don't want to be like him, but I do want his like chaotic energy. <laughs> jump in, I completely forgot um, the gunslingers mission where you have to go and speak to all the gunslingers. Um, then like you know, um, what was the other one? Uh, God. My mind is not here today, guys. I do apologize. It's okay. But, um, Rob, we Marco Dragic. That was Marco yeah. Dragic. That was it. Because it has one of the best lines that just makes me laugh because it's funny and adorable. It's, oh, it's a tow boat. Oh, I bet not. Yes, uh, that one as well. Just like, they're just so ridiculous, you know? Like I, I absolutely just love all of the all of the missions in there in like Red Dead Redemption too. They just they're all just like hit it out of the park. Um, especially with like the the side missions or the companion missions, except for except for the ones with Micah. I accidentally shot him in the back of the head when we accidentally. were accidentally yeah. at a stagecoach. Accidentally, allegedly. But um <laughs> For legal reasons. <laughs> For legal reasons. But yeah, just just uh, all of the missions are really good. I, I can't really pin down too much. I, I loved helping the doctor in Rhodes get his stagecoach back, mm-hmm. his uh, doctor's wagon back. I like taking pictures of Albert Mason, um, going with Charles or going with Lenny anywhere. Um, you know, just going bear hunting with Hosea just there's too many for me to pin down bear hunting in the tobacco fields was fun as well mm-hmm. yeah um, for horses on my first playthrough I, I only had two horses um, I had a kind of tannish you know sand colored uh, Morgan that I named whole horse and um, I had the black shire and I think I had named him Jonathan I had ended up keeping the Blackshire, even though, like, Hosea was just like, he's mean. I was just like, I like him because I like Shires. So I kept him, and he wasn't very mean to me. And then, yeah, I had the the Morgan. Um, And on this playthrough, I have more horses. I have four horses. Um, An Appaloosa, a Missouri Fox Trotter, um... A Tennessee Walker, and I'm trying to remember the last one. Uh, Nakoda, and a, and then Nakoda, yeah, and there, uh, Rhea, Helena, Penelope, and Marcel. Marcel's the the Tennessee Walker. <laughs> and now Jackie gets to tell her her horse story okay so as far as favorite missions go like everybody else i i can't pin down what my favorite one is so i'm gonna have to go by like different things that i liked about it cinematically the braithwaite manor is probably Mm -hmm. my favorite because like just just the the 
the coloring, the lighting, the audio of that, and then of course the the best line ever delivered unironically was John I need you to stay calm. Get down here now, you inbred trash. And that makes me laugh literally every time. Because it's like, okay. <laughs> I love Jose's line. It's like the manor's building down. The manor's building down? Uh, burning down, I mean. Mm-hmm. Building down. Oh, I can't speak today. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the manor's burning down around them, and you just hear Jose go, I guess that's the end of the goddamn cribbage game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like that. it's like we got to have big calm energy and then Dutch is like no, I am not big calm energy. <laughs> like there's all this chaos and then there's Jose. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um but yeah, so cinematically and for and for that line, that one's one of my favorite. As far as like just weirdly wholesome and pure, my favorite one is um the the train robbery when you are with when you're with sean and john and charles and just the moment when they go oh not the da story (laughs) just just hearing john in the background oh not the da (laughs) charles being like why do you have to talk so much it's incessant just but yeah just that that whole little dialogue because I, I think that's one of the mo one of the um the moments where you kind of really see like what it's like in the vanderlyn gang <laughs> because it's like it's such a pure such a pure moment where it's just them and like this is an interaction that you could only get from like years and years and years of doing really bad shit together you know um and then audio wise is the scene where you are about to attack the oil field with all the natives oh, yeah. and like the cut scene starts and you're running down the hill and the tribal ju- drums pick up and it's like I, the first time that happened I got full body head to toe chill bumps mm-hmm. it was like it was like it was a magical moment like like laying out your own war cry when that happens yeah like kudos to the sound department because holy crap that was amazing like the whole like they did they did a really good job with like their musical cues and like just the whole thing was very very well done but that scene in particular is probably one of my favorites but i think one of my favorite scenes overall is the scene where you get back from Guarma, you have attacked the Pinkert or the Pinkertons have attacked, and you walk to the back of the shack in Lacay, and there's Dutch sitting there doing like saying chess moves out loud. Because to me, it's like like that whole scene, like his whole dialogue, and especially the whole "you sound like Hosea," I miss him and it's Mm. like like that was such a a gut-wrenching oh ow right in the feels moment (laughs) and on top of that the the chess move that he's saying out loud is called the dutch defense and i'm like there is a chess nerd somewhere that was like my time has come (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, now, as far as the horse goes, <laughs> and I when I say it's a stupid horse story, I mean it is the, it is a stupid horse story. So I kept the Blackshire, mm-hmm. and I named it Lucifer because it's this big black, just pure black. And I went and I gave I gave it like red hair. So this this thing looked beastly, right? So I named him Lucifer. And I lost him on accident. I was uh, right outside Valentine on under one of the bridges is one of the serial killers uh, bodies. I it kept pinging on my map. So I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I accidentally left Lucifer on the train track. God. (laughs) So Lucifer died. So then I went and found another big black horse and that became Lucifer (laughs) 2.0. Lucifer 2.0 met his demise, I think also by a train. And I can't remember now exactly what happened. Um, so he died. Lucifer (laughs) 3.0. Jackie. (laughs) I'm not done. Lucifer 3.0 died because uh, the police in San Denis are no joke. And I accidentally, you know, like looked at one of them the wrong way. And they were like, oh, well, we got to kill this motherfucker. Lucifer (laughs) 4.0. Jackie. (laughs) Also met his demise by train. And by the time I lost Lucifer 5.0, I went, maybe I should stop naming the horses Lucifer. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say your name like a disappointed mother. Jackie. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. He's got five giant big horses, and they're just like, ah, yes, this will, what happened to your predecessor will not happen to your horse, to you. And the horse is like, ah, cool, what? <laughs> like that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa keeps getting a cat and it keeps dying. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's exactly, that's exactly it. Look. If it makes you feel better. So, so basically what I'm saying is when everybody else is like all sad <laughs> because they lost their, their the horse that they had from the beginning of the game. Yeah, I didn't get that because <laughs> I'd already <laughs> killed off six horses by the time I got to the end. So it was just like, it was like mildly inconvenient <laughs> for me. Oh, there's another one. Oh, no. Yes. What's the other one? Nicola? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you said there was another one, and we're like, what's the other one? And then you just fall silent, and we're just waiting. Oh, it- no. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's going to be one of those. Okay. Uh, I'm not on this planet today. Ah, uh, uh, a- I see Rob has the brain cell today. Yeah, speaking of brain cells, for each of, of you, favorite character from Red Dead series and why? I mean, isn't it obvious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I see you as a really big Bill Williamson fan. <sighs> Shut up, Catherine. <laughs> 
Um, well, uh, clearly it's Dutch. Sorry. Sorry, Mick. Sorry, Mick. But Sean's my my second favorite. Are you pandering? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so sue me. <laughs> no, like, like I don't know. I, I, I had a moment at one point during one of my playthroughs. Like, the funny thing is, I actually hated Dutch after the first playthrough. I hated him. I was, I was that person that threw dynamite at him. Um, but I'm, I'm not even ashamed to admit that. So sue me, Ben <laughs> Davis. If you're listening, come at me. But anyway, um, but yeah, I hated him. I hated Dutch. And then, like at one point, there was a. Um, a little scene where he was talking to Hosea and he quit the showman act. And I went, Oh, Oh, that how it be. Oh, I get it now. And then he said something and I went, Oh crap, I'm Dutch. And from that point on, it was like, he became my favorite. And like, I I've spent the better part of a year, like trying to get into his head and psychoanalyze him because that's what I do. It's not mm. creepy. I promise. <laughs> She she says she says. <laughs> Look, my dream job, like my dream job, was to be a criminal profiler. So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just it's it's job experience. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I would say my favorite character is Gavin, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he's my favorite. No, but seriously. <laughs> I think it would have to be Arthur. Obvious choice, but there's just something so oddly relatable about him, besides I'm being, you know, a wanted criminal, but, you know, I think there, there's obviously more to him than, you know, what people perceive him to be, what he perceives himself to be. Mm. Um, I, the way I describe him as a diamond, a rough diamond. Yeah, so that's how I describe Arthur, and then an additional favorite because it's hard to pick because all the characters are awesome. Charles, I love Charles Smith. Monsieur Dalal was amazing in the role. I mean, that guy's like everywhere in terms of like motion capture. I'm pretty sure I heard his voice in Spider Man because I've just started playing Spider Man. Mm. Um. But no, Charles is, he's just got this real quiet inner strength about him. And he, you know, he, he's an absolute unit of a man. Mm. You know, he's definitely, he can take it out and no bother. But at the same time, he's got like a really deep soul. You can tell that the guy's had his own personal traumas, but he doesn't let it override him mm. as a person. Um, so yeah, With they're my favorites. With Charles, it's it's like he <clears throat> he is definitely the the calm in the chaos. Even when he's angry, even when mm -hmm. he's upset, it's a very it's a very calm kind of angry. And to to me, that's almost scarier than the yeah. raw anger because that's, you that's can't always... you can't predict calm anger. Yeah, they're they're always the worst type type of people to come across is the people that you know don't get angry but when they do you know that mm -hmm. you've messed up I, I like to think myself as being a bit like that but 
I tend to be yeah. pure chaos and rage, so, you know. <laughs> um, for me, uh, yeah, all of the characters are really well written, and I, I liked all of them. I liked um, Charles and Hosea and Arthur, Tilly, and um, just, you know, Kieran with his soft horse girl energy. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur with his big girl horse energy. <laughs> but yeah, all of the all of the characters are really well written. Um the ones that I really like the most of course are are Tilly and Charles and Arthur and Lenny and Hosea. Um you know, just to name a few. Just to name a few. I can't really choose. Like it's when someone asked me, What's your favorite movie? I'd list off like twenty. And they're just like, I asked for one. I was just like <laughs> getting twenty because I can't choose. And so yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're just you know, you, you see yourself in these characters, uh, with the way that they're written. You you not necessarily like Nicholas said, you you see yourself in the criminal aspect of it but you but you see yourself in the way that they interact with the the rest of the camp the people that they've been around for years there's a comfortableness in it where they're more open they are more open to laughing or joking as opposed to when they're out of camp um maybe not so much <laughs> but you know it's just uh, I just like the way that each character interacted um, and the way that they spoke to each other and the, the nuances of their, of the way that they, you know, like their body language is the word that I'm looking for. The the way that their, their bodies um, moved when they were with somebody that they liked or when they were with somebody that they disliked you can tell where it's like the stiffening of a shoulder or just kind of just like they lean away mm -hmm. you know so I just liked each one of them I think that you know um I can't really pin down uh like who I like the most you know yeah I yeah I agree it's it's like each one like each character um has their own like it really is almost kind of like a um like a, a game award this person is the best villain this person is the best you know and it's they all did such a good job like yeah. just just the amount of like facial expression and because like obviously you know it it is them like you know in that moment that was their facial expression that was their thing and so they they did such a phenomenal job bringing all these characters to life that it's it really is hard to kind of pick which one's your favorite but obviously sean <laughs> yeah <laughs> obviously obviously yes out of all of those uh, sean is number one he doesn't even rank he's number one exactly he's got a little crown and he's sitting there and he's just like i'm number one <laughs> Yeah, spo spoiler alert, after what happened to Sean, I wore, wore a black armband out of mourning, so. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so our next question is from Cornell. Uh, do you all plan to meet and gather around an actual campfire one day? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The but question is, do we know how to make a campfire? Yes. I do. 
Yes. <laughs> we got you, fam. Don't worry. <laughs> funny, funny story is uh, I actually was going to be in Louisiana this year. <gasps> not, not so much as I was going to move there, no. But, like, my family wanted to do, like, a family reunion of my cousins. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, we want to go to Louisiana. My cousin wanted to go for Mardi Gras, you know. Or just just to go, and then you know maybe during the summer we would do like Disney or something like that with like all the all the kids and stuff, um, because that's what we used to do uh, before we got a little bit too spread out. Is that we would all get together and we'd go to like Universal Studios or like Sea World or something like that in Orlando, and so they're like, yeah, we should go to Louisiana, and this was around the time that I was meeting you guys so but then you know their thing we had like plans but then they're just like I think it probably would be best not to do stuff when stuff started to lock down fully mm-hmm. it was of course around when I started meeting you guys and then I was just like Jackie I was gonna be in your state I was gonna be in it I was gonna be in Louisiana was <laughs> in March isn't it uh, and, and, yeah, I think it's like March, beginning of March or, or so. February. Or, Isn't it meant to be the beginning of Lane? Yeah. 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 But you have to understand, like, like, Mardi Gras in New Orleans is a completely different entity. Mardi Gras in New Orleans, like, takes up, like, a whole month. <laughs> yeah. So they wanted to, they wanted to go for that, for that entire, you know, like, the whole, like, not the whole month, but one of the weeks when it was like basically spring break when there was no work for everybody, no school, so everyone can enjoy themselves and you know spend like a week or two just exploring uh like the city and things like that, so um, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be in you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, kinky. <laughs> But then it didn't. It, it fell through, and I was just like, "Oh, well, I almost met one of my internet friends in real life." <laughs> we actually, we we kind of um, we jokingly talk about like if this if this podcast like takes off and we we get if we get popular enough that we are a little bit more well known. We we have actually talked about meeting up in real life and doing like some of the convention circuits and stuff like that because um like online podcasts and whatnot, once they get a pretty good following, you know, a lot of the times they can get into like like have booths and stuff at like PAX yeah. East and like some of the Twitch cons and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, we could we could do that. That would be cool. Like, um, I'll even just, like, go to the conventions and, you know, like, make a vlog or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, so we we have we have extensively talked about meeting up in, in real life. Yeah, if, if anything, I'd be coming stateside because I, I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I can abroad in, like, nine years. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, um definitely whenever things have calmed down a little bit and it's more easier then we can all go and meet together and do something fun mm. um the next question is from henna is what are your favorite video game series aside from red dead mm. i have a i have a couple um metal gear solid series mm. uh legend of zelda series 
um, Dragon Age, um, Mass Effect. What else? KOTOR. There's only two. The KOTOR, which is Knights of the Old Republic. Um, what else? I had like a, a huge like list. Well, those are uh, Saints Row. <laughs> yep. Resident, Resident Evil and mm. Silent Hill. That's it. I think for me it would be I love The Sims. Um, mm. It's mad to think that game's like 20 years old now. Um, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> that was essentially the first game that I saved up pocket money for. Um, it was The Sims 1 on PS2. And this was going back to um, 2002, 2003, thereabouts. Um, but yeah, I, rem I remember how I first came across it was I just happened across it by chance at the um, a local video store back when those were a thing. Um, so I rented it out for like a few days and it was just like, in my mind, being a kid, I didn't see all the, you know, <laughs> the inside jokes that the older Sim series had because they were quite, yeah, risky with some of their references and that and I never realised that it was technically a 15 plus game up until I tried to buy it at the local supermarket and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> but yeah, like in my mind, it was just like a virtual doll's house and I just loved it. Like, make your character try not to burn the house down type of thing, <laughs> but it inevitably happened because yeah, I've, I've got a sin, you've not properly played The Sims unless you've either accidentally killed your sim or deliberately killed your sim. But, sure. yeah. <laughs> I that, and I like the Life is Strange games. Um, controversially, <clears throat> I I liked The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Don't get me wrong. Art subjective and video games are art. So yeah, there was things that could have been you know ironed out a bit more and extended a bit. But yeah, what we got was a good product, and Naughty Dog really done done themselves proud with that, and you know put a lot of work work into that. And kudos to the cast because the performances were just incredible, especially for Ashley Johnson. Um, so yeah, can't really think of anything else. I think okay. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Mine is um, I loved the, the Dead Island series. Um, I love Dying Light. Um, so basically, I like to pick, I like to pick games that will never have a, a, a second game. Apparently, because we've been waiting for Dead Island two for like, I don't even want to think about that because it's a really long time. Um, same thing with Dying Light. Um, I like, I love Saints Row. Hang on, I have to knock a cat off of my laptop. No. <laughs> Ah, the joys of cats. But, um, and I loved the, uh, the first Dishonored. That was, that was like my game there for a while, was the very first Dishonored. And then, um, Castlevania Curse of Darkness. I'm sure anyone that follows me on Twitter has heard me talk about that one. 
significantly. I loved, I loved Curse of Darkness so much. To me, that's one of the the more underrated Castlevania games ever. Um, and yeah, I, like I know, I know when I'm editing this, I'm gonna think of like ten more and be like, oh man, I didn't mention those. But right now, my brain's just like. You know that you know the monkey with the symbols and like like it claps and it's all like ting ting ting. That's what's going on yeah. in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hannah has another question. She wants to know if you could each recommend a book. What would it be? Doesn't have to be your favorite. Just something you think people would should read. Give a read. So, um. I have a few, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna say one. Uh, the Silver Kiss by Annette Curtis Klaus. Um, it's a young adult novel from like the I want to say it's like the 90s, the the mid 90s to early 2000s. I read it probably when I wasn't supposed to read it because <laughs> I'm young for it, um, for its demographic, which is supposed to be like 14 and up. So I think I was like nine or 10. Um, it's fine. It was fine. I read a bunch of stuff that I probably should have shouldn't have as a kid. But um yeah, it's a it's a vampire novel. It's a it's a romance vampire novel that I just kind of fell in love with and I think it 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 inspired my my uh writing and things like that because um uh I have the synopsis I can give you real quick um the synopsis for this is uh zoe is wary when in the dead of night the beautiful yet frightening Simon comes to her house simon seems to understand the pain of loneliness and death and zoe's brooding thoughts of her dying mother and simon is one of the undead a vampire seeking revenge for the gruesome death of his mother 300 years before does simon dare ask zoe to help free him from this lifeless chase and it's insufferable loneliness and i was like i'm sure i'll give it a read so the silver kiss by annette curtis klaus if you're into like young adult novels and like vampire type stories i swear this is not like twilight it's not like twilight i will preface it like that it's not like twilight and it's not like interview with the vampire or any of the other vampire stories it's a little bit different I think, let's see, whenever I'm asked this question, I, I do always pick my favorite. So my favorite book of all times is American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Um, it is the story of a man named Shadow who, when, you, when, he, when you start the book, his life is just <laughs> and falling apart. Uh, he, he, re he reached the lowest point, like you start off the book with him at his lowest point, and then somehow he manages to get lower. But he gets sucked into this world of like, the battle between the old, the old gods that made their way to America, and the new gods of technology. And it's it's really funny when you when you read that book, and then you kind of sit back and you look at the way the world is now. It's like, you, you kind of have to sit there and wonder, is that book real? <laughs> <laughs> Did Neil Gaiman just predict things? Like, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really good book. Like, um, it, it is a little bit hard to read, especially if you get one of the, um, if you get the, the, um, 
the 10th anniversary one um, because the original one had over 10,000 words taken out of it. The 10th anniversary, on the other hand, he put all of that back. Um, so the beginning part is really, really hard to, or it can be a little difficult to read, but once it picks up, hold on tight because it's just going to drag you in and like you are just stuck and then you're going to finish reading and you're going to go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like I, I just remember sitting there and I had really bad book hangover, which for those of you that don't know what a book hangover is, it's when you read something really, really good. And then it's like, all right, now I need to find something else to read. Oh, but I don't want to. I'm yeah. not done yet. I've had to finish processing the other one yet. Um, so yeah, that one, that one's my favorite book of all times because I just, I like, I sat there afterwards when I closed it. Well, I say closed it, but it was an ebook. So I just kind of set my tablet down and I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> well, I think for me, it would have to be, well, it's not a book, it's a series of books, and it's called The Edge Chronicles by Paul Stewart and Chris Riddell. Uh, I think they're really, it's a really underrated series, um, and it came out originally, like the first books came out uh, fairly, you could say it was an awkward time because it came out at the same period as Harry Potter. Mm. Um, so that was, I would say, Harry Potter got elevated and, you know, anything else that was in the fantasy genre kind of got, you know, left behind in a way. Mm. But the story in the universe is just so well done. You just get so caught up in it. And the illustrations by Chris Riddell I love his illustrations and his own particular style. I could recognize, like if I see another illustration, I know that's him because mm. it's so unique. I mean, I highly re recommend those series to anybody. It's technically the demographic for that is like older children and young adults really. But I'm going to say two words that could potentially sell it to people. Sky, sky pirates. <laughs> Guy Pirates. That's what sold me. Um, it. I recommend it to you, Catherine, and I recommend it to you, Jackie, and to the listeners. Check out the Edge Chronicles. You'll find them on Audible. I know they're. I know they're on Audible, but to get the full feel and read the physical book, because with the audiobooks you don't get the addition of Chris Riddell's illustrations and. The illustrations are just, I love them. I love them so much. They're so cool. They're such good books. I've not read them in a while. I found out that there was actually a, an additional two, three, I think. I had no idea because I thought I got the full set, but then I added more and I think, oh, well, I'll have to read them all again and then catch up because I can't leave it. I can't leave it empty. It just it would feel wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our next question is, what is your favorite pie, both savory and sweet versions, and can you make it? And if you can't, um, will you learn to do so by the end of October? I like pecan pie and, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I think I said I think I said apple pie. I mean, both are kind of savory, but yeah, pumpkin. you guys in the states don't really do savory pies, do you? 
Uh, not really. No, really. I mean, well, some some pies are are kind of savory. Uh, I mean, it's. I think she's talking about dessert, though. So if she's talking about. I think I think it's both. If I if I happen to know this person well enough, I think it's both. So oh. it's like a like a shepherd's pie type situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then pecan pie and chicken pot pie. I know how to make both. <laughs> mm. Well, I don't know how to make pie. Um, but I would say sweet version, it would have to be obviously old school apple pie. And for savory, mm. uh, steak pie. Because that's kind of a staple essentially over here on New Year's Day as you have, you know, steak pie and veg, you know. And anytime somebody says, oh, I don't really like steak pie, I think, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Mine would be, let's see, my, my mom makes this really, really good um, homemade chocolate pie. And sometimes she just uses, like, it, it's technically pudding, but you can put it into a pie. <clears throat> and yes, I can make it. However, um... You have to be really, you have to be really careful with it because um, it has eggs in it, and if you're, if you're not careful with the way you make it, you may end up with scrambled eggs at the bottom. But you know, honestly, I don't mind because then it just becomes a breakfast food. So you can have chocolate pudding for breakfast because it has scrambled eggs in it. So there you go. <laughs> um, as far as savory, um, I would have to say. Uh, chicken pot pie or the Marie Callender's the beef pot pies those are really really good like for the record like as far as frozen meals go like it's really good so no I can't make that one but I can make um because I, I've never had the the pastries uh to make a chicken pot pie so I kind of changed it and made a chicken pot pie soup so I can do that <laughs> Um, our next question is, what are your cheese preferences? So people were hungry when they were asking us questions. <laughs> yes. Um, cheddar, baby. Yeah, cheddar. Nicola? I like brie. Jack. Brie cheese. I don't know if I've ever had brie. No, like, I really don't. It's very soft. It's, it's really good, but I prefer cheddar. Soft boy cheese. Soft boy cheese. I like blue cheese as well. Um, I like, I like, I like queso, queso blanco from the Mexican restaurant. I'll be completely honest; like that's my favorite. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's um, ah, oh, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. It's a. Uh, I'll have to find you the name. It's a specific type of cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, Mexico. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but uh, my my um, partner's mom buys it all the time, and she makes it. Uh, yeah, I know. I know it's actually not because uh, I was looking at a recipe at one point. So I know what type like, or what you need to do to make it. Um, and I know, like in actuality, it's not terribly hard to to make this particular cheese. Which is one of the reasons why it's so, um, it's so easily spread through all the Tex-Mex restaurants. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really, you can find it 
most anywhere. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, oh, uh, another cheese that I like is goat cheese with a little mm-hmm. bit of honey. Goat cheese with a little bit of honey, or like goat cheese with a little bit of oil, olive mm-hmm. oil mixed in, and like some basil, and it's like delicious. Um, our next question is also from Janie. Can someone play someone else's vocal cords like a cello? I believe that this is a question for Jackie. Yeah, I don't understand that reference. <laughs> you can make any any part of the body can become an instrument if you try hard enough. Okay, look. So, <laughs> so this is actually an inside joke between the two of us. So, sort of uh but it was one of the first questions that got asked and i just went oh my god did you really now i'm gonna have to answer this like on our sh- oh, okay whatever so it is a hannibal reference because one of the the serial killers um like because if you've never seen hannibal first of all please be over 18 um and have a strong stomach yeah just right strong stomach for it for hannibal's sake have a strong stomach because you know he might use it one day but um (laughs) there's a scene where um the serial killer is standing on a stage and he has inserted the fretboard of a hang on sorry anyway he has inserted the fretboard of a cello into um a person's throat and he's like playing the person's vocal cords like the vocal cords are completely exposed and he's just like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and um yeah i can't remember which one of us but one of us freaked out can you actually play someone's vocal cords <laughs> so i had it i the original plan was i was gonna research and then give you a really, really nerdy answer, either proving or disproving the ability to play someone's vocal cords. But I didn't have the time, so I'm sorry. It's a very uh, quick so, thing to put into the Google search engine, though, isn't it? That's a, it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little scared as to what things would pop up. So I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've been on the dark side of the internet many, many times. It's the dark web or something. Yeah, you know, the FBI will swoop in and go, why are you Googling this? Like, I... Guys in SWAT suits busting through the window. <laughs> Bam! There's been suspicious activity. I was just Googling because of Hannibal. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your answer. Probably and how dare you. Anyway. <laughs> um, our last question is from Joanna. What are each of your Meyer Briggs personality types, and do you agree with it for yourself, or do you prefer a different personality test, and why? Um, I fall into two. I switch back and forth um, on the Meyer Briggs. Uh, it's called like the Advocate and the Architect, and. Um, that's uh the architect is INTJ and the advocate is INTS, I believe. Um no. or INS uh, INST, something like that. I'd have to look it up. Oh, IS 
No, not the defender. I'm working on it. <laughs> no, I'm looking. I'm looking it up as well because I had it written down. And I was just like, I know what this is. Yeah, it's on the. It's on that sixteenpersonalities.com website, and they'll give you like a list of like the, the personality types. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm the architect, which is INTJ, and the in the diplomats as well, the advocate, which is INFJ. Ah, okay, yes, INTJ and INFJ. Um, I do agree a bit with it because um, the advocate is somebody who wants to fix the problem so then in the future nobody has that problem anymore and I'm constantly thinking of ideas of how to help people and help them get to where they need to, you know, be so that they don't have to worry. Um, like I had a bunch of like ideas for helping people that are homeless. Like if I had the money, I, I told my partner, if I had the money, I would buy like a housing complex, you know, one of those, one of those like, you know, places and make it affordable housing for the homeless. And basically, they would be able to live there and it would give them access to food and running water and heat and like air conditioning. And then um, you have like an area where it can help them get like uh, job applications and things like that to find work. And, you know, if they have, like, mental illnesses or things like that, help from, like, therapists and, you know, welfare and stuff like that. And just eventually it gets to a point where they have enough money saved up. And then if they want to, they can start paying, you know, like, the rent on, like, their apartment. But it would be reduced rent. So it would be, like a hundred dollars or a little bit less so then they still have all of this they still can build up and save up uh, money and then eventually once they have you know enough that they feel like I, I think I can make this on my own you know they can take that and they can go and go off into the world so basically like a like a home and he was he was like that's a really good idea and I was like yeah he's like it's you know it's 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 a lot of money though. And I was like, yeah, I don't have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other one is the, the architect and yeah, it's, it's both the diplomat and the, a diplomat and the, a free and a, a thinker logistics just kind of mixed together where I have all these ideas and then I'm looking at it logistically. And then I'm also just like, but it would be fun. So yeah, I do agree with them. But I, I do think that it shouldn't be the end-all be-all to your personality because I think that really at one point all of us are all of these at some point when we were, when, as we're growing up. So but I, I do agree that I got. I, I, I completely agree with you. And in fact, um, when, like, when all of these were created, they were never meant to be like an, like an absolute definition to a personality. It was more so it was it was supposed to be just kind of for fun and it became like kind of like the horoscopes like <laughs> people began defining their entire existence by it which i mean i like i get it because there are moments where like i'll read something and it's like 
because I'm a Libra. So it's like, oh yeah, this is absolutely a Libra trait. And I'm like, hey, wait, I do that. But you know, and I think I think that's kind of the point of personalities, just in general, is you kind of you can kind of pick and choose which things you like, which things you don't. So yeah, you can agree with something and you know not have it rule you, basically. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like um, um, being being those personality tests where people are like, well, I'm always the same thing, and I'm just like, well, that's great, but also that's kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, because I remember like the first time I took it um, many many years ago, I actually got um, INFP, but then I took it a couple months ago and I got INTP, and. And it's so weird because, like, if you if you think in terms of, like, the left brain, right brain, like, the mediators are, would be considered more right brain, which obviously all of that is debunked and bull by now. But, like, the, the diplomats would be more, because it's, uh, INFP is, like, the poetic, altruistic people, yada, yada, yada. So that'd be more like a right brain, whereas um, INTP, which is the logician, would be very left-brained and i never thought of myself as a, as being a left-brained person but i am to a degree i suppose um so i i agree but like as stated like obviously it's not the absolute and if you happen to feel something that falls into a different category then it's like <laughs> Like, you don't have multiple personalities. You're not, you know, all this stuff. Like, you're just a human, and humans are complex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Nicola, what about you? Well, I don't know about that test, but I know I'm just me, so... <laughs> Good <laughs> answer. But that's such a cop-out answer, I know, but... Are there any of, like, those... Are there any of, like, those little tests... Um you know, like the little personality test where it's just like, uh, what mushroom are you? <laughs> yeah, I don't really tend to bother with personality tests. I mean, I know who I am, so I don't need essentially anything or anyone telling me otherwise, because, you know, I, I'll admit, I do, I do struggle with my own, you know, personal confidence and that. I have done for good years, but mm -hmm. I, I I am who I am, and I'm slowly but surely starting to learn that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's well, that's basically my answer. Don't have a Scooby, to say the least. It's okay. It's uh, a good answer. Yeah, you didn't you didn't even you didn't even take the the cow what cowboy quiz I sent. You didn't even <laughs> that one. No. Busted. Well, I'm going to be living my dreams as a homesteader with a dashing cowboy that's, you know, going to come up and tell me their sad tale and be like, cool, awesome. You can stay here. <laughs> well, you are just wandering to waste on your sad horse. <laughs> no mean hunker wanted. it. <laughs> Oh across another lone cowboy in the trail. <laughs> Let's cowboy. be honest. Let's be honest, though. We're all so socially awkward that, like, 
if we if we did meet a lonesome cowboy on the trail, we'd just be like, "Hey, sup?" and fist bump him and walk away. And then it's like, wait, that may have been the love of my life. Damn it! <laughs> oh wait, no, that's me. Never mind. I would, be, I would basically be like what Arthur says if you can, like you know, praise people. Like that's a nice horse you got there. Uh, <laughs> that would be me. Socially awkward humans. <laughs> like, howdy, ma'am, don't rob me. <laughs> well, it's just for, for myself, I probably would have been like, hello. And then just, you know, not said anything. Just kept going. <laughs> just kept walking. Unless they stopped me to ask a question that I would, I would stop, answer their question, and maybe talk a little bit and then go. And then keep going. <laughs> in your head, you'd be going, oh no, he's home. <laughs> I actually probably wouldn't have registered that they were nice looking until I walked away. And you're like, oh, they look nice. And then I just kept going. So I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Or just be like me and then, you know, have a guy who's obviously flirting with you and just reach across the counter, fist bump him, walk away, get five miles down the road and go, shit. Yeah, I don't understand flirting at all. Don't. I'm a natural flirt. I flirt like I'll flirt with anybody. I mean nothing by it. Like it's a completely, it's a game to me. But like, if someone actually shows interest in me, I just, I, I've missed it. I've, 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 I just shut up. <laughs> I'm not here for your judgments. And we didn't say anything. I, mean, I can hear it. I mean, I was gonna say that if if. Usually what ends up happening is if somebody tells me that they like me, um, what has happened is I was just be like, really? Oh, okay. You know, I've said that. Like, I've actually said that my first uh, boyfriend in high school, he said uh, that he really liked me. And I was just like, oh, you know, because I was surprised. I was just like, here I am over here thinking we're just friends. And you're over here thinking I can see myself doing out with this girl for a good while. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> I've been told at my old job that I had an admirer. And I'm thinking, me? <laughs> this is new. Yeah, usually when people tell, when people tell me they like me, I just go, why? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's my reaction. Yeah, like, for low self-esteem. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've actually reached the end of all of our questions. Um, mm -hmm. Look to make sure that we didn't miss any, and it doesn't look like we did. But if we did, we're so sorry. Um, you can definitely just kind of like you can message us on the, around the campfire and send us your question, and we'll try to get to it on our next episode, or not even that on the episode after. And I don't think we have any questions for anybody this week. Maybe we can pick one of these and see if anybody wants to answer. Ooh. I could yeah. make a joke and say, sign your soul on the dotted line, but, you know. Sign your soul on the dotted line. What <laughs> cheese reference? <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. I have no soul. <laughs> neither do I. Well, neither do I. How, yeah. how, how would you think you'd don't have a soul, Jackie. I mean, I, I didn't steal it. I swear. I didn't steal it. Well, no. Obviously. I don't know. I sold mine ages ago. Yeah. I don't have 
I have a soul, but you guys don't. So it's interesting. Nobody get that South Park reference? We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's um is a good reference. Yeah, it's uh we're really happy you guys left us some questions. We'll probably do another ask me anything maybe not soon, probably in a few months, a couple of months. And you guys can, when we have, probably when we'd have like a lot more people and then in that case, it, it'd be like, oh, this is probably have to be like a two-parter. <laughs> and, and, you know, we couldn't spend 10 minutes on each question. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> It's fine, though, because, you know, we care. So, that being said... We'll good questions next time, though. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, this, uh, when this podcast episode's going to air, it's going to be officially spooky season, so it's going to be October 1st. So there's spooky. probably going to be a little bit of change to, to some of the music on, on here. We're, we're going to try to camp it up in the air with our with our spookiness and if you guys like we're going to post our Halloween themed uh, picture that we're going to do with us in our little costumes Halloween is our jam Halloween costumes and if anybody I'm I'm putting this out there because I'll do it if you guys want to but if anybody wants me to draw them in like a, a Halloween costume. I will try my best and I will try to do it. <laughs> it's going like to be awesome. Campfire Halloween party. Yay! We'll slowly, we'll slowly post some as like the weeks go on. So hopefully, hopefully it's not too many and hopefully I can get to all of them. If not, then we'll just keep going in November. But that being said, I, I think that's it. I think we've made it. <laughs> We did, which is good because the cat just crawled between me and the microphone. So now I'm like having to project. <laughs> so. like Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's okay. All right. But that's it. So we'll definitely see you guys. If there's any announcements, just look at to our Facebook and our Twitter. And oh, yeah, that's right. Um, this Friday, we're going to try to stream. Um, we're going to try to stream Fall Guys, me and Nicola, uh-huh. on Friday. Uh, I have to tell her what time. So the schedule's going to go up on Wednesday because we're recording on Tuesday. So the schedule's going to go up on Wednesday once we have all of our ducks in a row. Yay, ducks. Thank you for joining us around the campfire. We'd like to thank Brett Van Donsel for providing the music, and you can find more of him on his website at brettvandonselmusic.com. You can find us on Twitter at CameoGang1899 and on YouTube at Around the Campfire Podcast. This is Catherine, riding off, and we'll see you around, cowpokes.